This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Well, there's not a lot more breaking than this, best and brightest. Shots fired on Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill policeman shot. Man down. Capitol Hill on lockdown. White House on lockdown. No kidding. Veritas. Justice Jay presiding over the Court of Truth, all persons having business before this court, do draw nigh, and ye shall be heard. Court is in session in time to tell you that there is a lockdown in Washington, D.C. This is a breaking and developing story. Only moments ago did it hit the wires. Shots have been fired by unknown gunmen or gunmen on Capitol, in and around and on Capitol Hill. A Capitol Hill policeman has been shot, but initial reports say the Capitol Hill policeman was not injured seriously. Now, I caution you under all such circumstances and most especially once you hear shots have been fired. Uh, pardon me for one second. Essie, that's the last time. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> that was not. Uh, Capitol Hill policeman down, and I must caution you under these circumstances. And you know, pretty much well as I do at this point, In the early moments of such a story, we never know what's going on. And we all can hope that in this case, the initial reports are true. And that is that the Capitol Hill policeman has not been seriously injured. The shooter, I've just learned, Ty tells me the shooter is in custody. According to the Associated Press, shots fired on Capitol Hill, at least one, only one we know of, Capitol Hill policeman, struck by shots, not seriously injured. Shooter is in custody, according to the Associated Press. Uh, White House is on lockdown, which would be routine if anything happens on Capitol Hill. Uh, This is pretty much an automatic. The White House will go on lockdown, as will the Congressional House office buildings, the Senate House office buildings. Pretty much everything in and around and on Capitol Hill will go on lockdown. Okay. Repeating at at, uh, 3.0, we'll call it 9, 3.09, Eastern Time, there is a breaking and developing story in Washington, D.C. Shots have been fired on Capitol Hill. Initial reports say that one gunman 
fired shots that struck one and only one we know of, Capitol Hill police officer, who, though struck uh, and injured, is not seriously hurt, according to the initial reports, and that the shooter is in custody, according to the Associated Press, who we know around here is the Associated tie, who just told us that that's what's being reported. White House is on routine lockdown, so far as we know. Uh, Capitol Hill on what we assume to be automatic lockdown under the circumstances. Uh, AP, one Capitol Police officer shot, not seriously. Shooter in custody. Uh, Witness says cops locking down entire Capitol complex. And again, shooter in custody. That's what we have for you. So, may the gods be with him or her and his or her family. And uh, may this be as minor an incident as under the circumstances it can be minor, uh, perpetrated by a, one hopes, lone nut, and that it is limited is the damage to one officer who is not seriously hurt. And again, we have the shooter in custody. As we learn more, of course, you will here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, what a way to begin the week, yes? No, but but there it is. I'm Jay Severin. This is the JLE News. And, and we are a product of that great entity known as the Blaze Radio Network. Our phone number, the one we share here at the office, is one 888 one Nine hundred three three nine three. I welcome calls, inquiries, comments, criticisms, observations, other bon mot as you feel may be worthwhile contributions, including the criticisms to this our show, partners. Via Twitter at J A Y underscore S E V E R I N. And again, the phone number is one triple eight. Nine hundred, three three, nine three. Well, the news about the what appears to be a lone wolf gunman on Capitol Hill certainly supersedes all other news, but more or less sets the tone for the equivalent of political the equivalent political gunplay going on uh, right now. And that begins with this. According to a national report, not an hour old, something that I reported to you a week ago is now being talked about again, and the sources seem... uh, Major. 
I can't tell you the sources because I don't know the sources. But a week or so ago, as part of our conversation, that one of my greatest frustrations in all of this, and it must be yours too, is that you cannot get a straight answer. I mean, if you're at all interested in what's going to happen with the, uh, well, you know, that thing called the presidential campaign, if you're at all interested in this and what's happening and how it's going to happen and to whom it's going to happen and, and by whom and how, we are suffering from, for all the information, for the inundation of information we have, we are actually suffering from a paucity of information, are we not? We, what we have is, is an overflow of conjecture. But given who they'll put on TV these days, it doesn't really matter. Have you gotten a load of who they'll put on television, especially during the weekend? Oh, my goodness. They've got people that they've got, they've got 20-year-olds on television being called, you know, senior Democrat strategists. In any case, fewer and fewer people seem to know what's going on or are in a position to speculate with any meaningful you know, weight as to what's going on. But a week or so ago, one of the things we talked about was our one of our great lamentations has to be that nobody seems to know what's going on with the, with, with the rules. You know, are the rules, you have to vote for your guy at the convention on the first go-around? Is there a first ballot rule? Is there, everyone seems to say, oh, absolutely, there is. And I'm telling you, and I, and I, and I shared with you, there isn't. There are no rules. The rules expire with each campaign. Some are made uh, refreshed. Some are not. You never know what the rules are until the rules are. And in, even when the rules are, they could change what the rules are. The next day, the next moment. And we don't know what the rules are. Now, I'll get a little bit further into this in a moment. But right now, we don't know what the rules are. But one of the things that has been rumored is that one of the rules that might be changed, thusly, is this. There are forces reportedly within the the establishmentarians, the rhinos, the people who run the Republican Party. There are reportedly... Uh, ambitions to change the rules from moment one of the convention to say this. If you arrive, and this surprises me not at all, and it oughtn't surprise you, do you see how they have screwed us out of the fair process so far? Do you see how the Republican, whether you're a Republican or not, whomever you're for, Do you see how they've screwed us out of the natural, normal, regular procedure of this so far by putting a straw horse in the race like Kasich or people like this? Is there any is there any doubt in your mind that Kasich is a tool? Okay, is there any doubt in your mind that Kasich is a tool for, you know, that one was easy. Is there any doubt in your mind that Kasich is a tool for various people or causes? No, of course not. But. Think of this. They are thinking of changing the rules to this. If you show up at the convention and you don't have 1,237 votes, 
then those people will be disqualified. Disqualified. They will say to Trump and Cruz, well, essentially this will be it. You tried and you failed. You tried to get 1,237 and you failed. So now not only are we not going to scramble to find a way to get one of you 1237 and 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 with it the nomination, we're going to make a new rule that says, hey, by the way, if you arrive at the convention and you haven't gotten 1237, well, you have failed. So we need to try somebody new. It might be someone who was in before and dropped out. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, or it could be someone totally new, uh, or it could be someone from another uh, cosmos. But the point is, they're actually thinking, you see how they push this? At first, they say, well, let's see if we can get, let's see if we can get by the great unwashed, this notion of uh, a, a, a doctored convention, a brokered convention. Well, see, there was no great upset. So the minute they thought they could get away with that, they pushed for the next thing. And so now, reportedly, the thing they're pushing for is the most outrageous rules change, uh, not only of our lifetimes, but that I've ever heard of in politics. And I will repeat, this is only at this point a rumor, but it is becoming a substantial rumor. And the rumor is that the Rules Committee may change the rules to say, if you don't arrive with the required 1237 at the convention, then that means you're out of it. It means you've tried and you've failed. So instead of contesting to try and get, to try and cut deals, to try and get 1237, no, no, we'll just say you're out of it. It's someone else. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest. I haven't had a chance to take a breath, but that's okay. Maybe it's best for preparation that we jump right in. Yes? I'm Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. Capitol Hill is on semi-lockdown. What we know is that moments before 3 o'clock Eastern today, a lone gunman fired one or a number of shots on Capitol Hill. That one Capitol Hill policeman was struck either by a bullet or now they say by shrapnel. Uh, Not sure exactly what they mean by that, but we'll assume it means what it sounds like, and that is the <clears throat> the residue of a bullet strike 
though not perhaps a direct bullet strike. That Capitol Hill policeman is said uh, to not be in serious condition. The uh, uh, White House, I believe, is still on lockdown. Lots of uh, first responders on Capitol Hill, as you might imagine, under the circumstances. But all appearances, and we are looking at various camera shots and hearing reports, internal and external, as you might imagine, all of this is treated very, very seriously with a very serious overload, if you will. No such thing as an overload when shots are fired on Capitol Hill or near the White House. So it's all hands on deck. That's what it looks like. Uh, And God willing, it looks not to be entirely necessary uh, as of this moment. That's what we know. And so you know here on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 Now, if you can for a moment deduct from the equation that some nut is firing shots on Capitol Hill, if you can for a moment deduct that from the equation, the biggest news of the moment is the biggest news of the week. It's the biggest news of this year. It's the biggest news of this campaign. It is some of the biggest news in American history. Only, it isn't news. It's conjecture. It's speculation. Though, because I have heard it first time round from a reliable source, And now I've heard it again today from another source who is not the primary source, but the fact that I've heard it twice in a week suggests to me there may be something to it. And again, it's worth repeating. Even as I say it to you for the second time, I can't believe it and I can't believe I'm saying it. According to sources yet to be confirmed there are exceptionally strong elements within the Republican Party structure that control the Republican convention that wish a rule to be adopted which rule would say 1237 is no longer an aspiration. 1,237 delegates is no longer an ambition. 1,237 delegates is a hard goal. It's as if you said to two football teams, there's a new rule in football, and today each team is assigned a certain point total, and we figure... You know, today you are the Washington Redskins and we assigned you a certain number of points. You're the New York Giants and we assigned you a certain number of points, which in the Giants case, by the way, would be three, three points. You know, they'd say you're the Giants. So we assume you're going to score three points. They could be high. Uh, In any case, 
if you get to the end of the game and you won, but you didn't get the requisite number of points, you didn't win. You're out. We give the game to somebody else who's playing that day in Green Bay. They're thinking of changing the rules to say if you don't have 1237 for the convention, you're out. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. And we are together, the Blaze Radio Network. It's the Jaily News, 1 888 900 3393. 1 3393. Again, questions, comments. And I don't know that you may have any about the shooting because the shooting on Capitol Hill, we've told you everything we know, we'll continue to, but the lone gunman pegs a shot at Capitol Hill Guard, maybe, and that's it? I mean, boiled down right now, distilled, that's what it appears to be. And under the circumstances, it appears the best of the possible news under the circumstances. And that is, once you've got somebody pegging shots uh, on Capitol Hill, the fact that what you've got is... The best, the best news, of course, is nobody hurt, gunman shot in head. Uh, we don't have that. We've got Capitol Hill policemen hurt, but not seriously. Gunman apparently shot, but we don't know whether seriously. That's what we have, and uh, as we learn more, you will have it too. Forgive me while I continue to be, especially because of what appear to be the modest dimensions of that story on the Hill, even though it's a wild story, y'all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, okay? I mean, twerking or no, the fact that someone's shooting up Capitol Hill is still, you know, a story. But that story may come and go right now before your eyes. This other story will not. I wish to repeat, according to a national report, which would not confirm, but which would repeat something I reported to you as speculation a week ago. That is that the establishmentarians of the Republican Party intend to push the rules of the convention the very most far they can push them. And today's national report repeats, again, what we talked about a week ago, and that is the rumor I heard from a substantial source that what they're going to do is, and again, just in case, in case you didn't think you heard me correctly, because that would be perfectly understandable. What reportedly... The rhinos are, are, some of them at least, are planning to do is to change the rules of the Republican National Convention such that 
if you show up without 1237, without the magic number of delegates to capture the nomination on the first ballot, they're going to throw all of the historical rules out of the window, all of the tradition out of the window. One might argue, along with common sense and a lot of other fixed traditions, and according to reports, they're going to say, if you show up at the convention with fewer than 1237 delegates, then you get a hearty hand clasp and you get a set of cufflinks as a parting gift. And we do mean parting. Because if you show up without the nomination in hand, then you will be disqualified. The thing about this, if I were to have heard that they said, okay, if you show up with fewer than 1237, it's now going to be an open convention and we're going to make no secret or less of a secret than we really are doing uh, of the fact that we're going to manipulate things like crazy behind the scenes. We're going to manipulate the living snot out of this to make it look like we're letting nature take its course. And what we'll really be doing is trying to, what everybody always knew we were doing. And again, I'm sorry. Please don't take this as a boast. Normally, I don't mind if you take it as a boast. But I feel so strongly about this. I I really don't want you to take it as a boast, even though it it may be uh, inevitably boastful. How long have I been sharing with you that the Republican National Committee will not allow... Donald Trump nor Ted Cruz to be the nominee. They will not permit it. There is nothing you can say about them. What, do you think you're going to embarrass them? I mean, really. What is it you think you can do? What is it I think I can do to them to stop them from doing this? What, am I going to shame them? I'm going to make fun of them? I'm going to mock them on the radio? That's going to stop them? What is it exactly I can do to stop them from doing anything they want to do? What is it you can do? What is it anybody can do? Look, look. suppose Glenn decides, Glenn Beck decides, well, I'm not, you know, I won't let this happen. Even Glenn, can Glenn stop this? I, I, I don't think so. I hope so. I, I, bet, I mean, certainly I can't. So if, if the party decides to do this or any damn thing it pleases, who's going to stop it? Well, you think they're going to be shamed out of it? They're not. They're not. The choice is there'll be a scandal for a couple of weeks. It'll, it will be tough to read some of the newspapers for a couple of weeks. It'll be tough to watch some of the cable channels for a couple of weeks. Maybe maybe they'll have to face some embarrassing questions from their kids and, and their friends. All of these things measure up against losing your job. Reince Priebus and these other 
swine. They lose their party. They lose their jobs. They lose their expense accounts. They lose their presidency. They lose the candidacy. They lose control of everything. What, what, what did we really think they were going to allow this? Not if you've been here. Not if you've been here. You know that many weeks ago I said no living organism in the history of organisms has ever participated in its own self-destruction, nor sat by idly and permitted it to occur. No organism is going to allow itself to self-destruct. And it's only ever been a matter of how far will they go, how far are they willing to go, how outrageous, how much are they willing to put the lie to the fact that this is a democratic process within a constitutional republic, how how much are they willing? They don't care. They don't care what I think. They don't care what you think. They don't care what the members of their party think, their own candidates. They don't care. Now, again, this hasn't happened yet, but you're angry about it already. Aren't you? Of course you are, because I am. And you know why? Not because it's happened, but because we believe it could. Because we've always believed it could. And we don't find a single unbelievable thing about this, do we? So, okay, Jay, shut up and wait for it to happen. Okay, I'll shut up and wait for it to happen. Meanwhile, that's the rumor. If you don't show up with 1237... You're out of it. And 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 someone, I hope I can find it, someone tweeted me a little while ago and said, I can't find anything about this. Well, you know, how, how come I can't find anything about this? Was it John? Yeah, I think it was John. And I said, no, John, you can't. And maybe you never will. They're not going to put this online. They're trying to hide this, and they'll make public what part of it they need to make public to just do it, and then that'll be that. But this is a very important point. We are at the end of an era in my lifetime, in your lifetime, an era of American politics, also a particular epoch within this election, okay? The, the people who go on Fox News and CNN who are, say, a, you know, Carl Rove, a former campaign manager, you know, for George Bush, the guys who go on there and tell you about the numbers of delegates, and they hold up the whiteboard and they show. See, the day of that kind of analysis is changing because the new expert is someone whose name you don't know and whose name I don't know. The people whose names we're talking about are people who have worked anonymously for years sitting on these committees, like this guy we played last week. Ty, do we still have that audio? Maybe we could look for it during the break. Um, you know, the guy that said, well, you know, the public doesn't pick the candidate. We're going to pick the candidate. The public doesn't pick the candidate. We do. Okay. 
These are the guys. This is finally, you know, the day of the vulture. This is the day that they take over. And hear me, the biggest expert in American politics is about to become a guy named Harvey, whose name you've never heard before, who is an expert on rule changes. And Harvey doesn't go on TV. Harvey doesn't do Megyn Kelly's show. Harvey is not a media animal. Harvey is an accountant tax attorney who specializes in, you know, these internal, uh, uh, you know, uh, rule changes. And uh, Ty, let's roll out with it, okay? I'll, I'll finish in a second. So these tax attorneys, uh, specialists in rule changes, these are about to become the new experts. Because they're going to decide, as Guru Jay say, said months ago, these this election, this convention, these rule changes are going to be determined by people who change the rules behind closed doors, and we will, we the people, we the people, will be the last to know, because Harvey is not going to share it with anybody before he needs to. And Harvey and his partner, Harvey, are going to use every trick in the book because they know their bumper sticker. They know their bumper sticker. Their bumper sticker is no Cruz, no Trump. There's many political parties, but political parties choose their nominee, not the general public, uh, contrary to popular belief. Then why bother Again. holding the primaries? That's a very good question. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. With you, my partners, the best and brightest on the Blaze Radio Network, one 888 Tourists have been told to hide in an auditorium on Capitol Hill. Uh, one person was hit by shrapnel when a lone gunman at this point uh, opened fire on Capitol Hill. We believe that Injured person is a Capitol Hill police officer who is not seriously injured. The shooter is in custody. The event is, we believe, over. Uh, I see traffic flowing freely on Capitol Hill. Thank you. Ty says the lockdown and shelter-in-place order has been lifted. So whatever it was that happened this afternoon at the Capitol uh, is uh, over but for the weeping. And uh, and I would say the weeping of the guy they caught uh, who did it and also uh, of the, the injured officer and his family uh, for whom there will not be necessarily a lot of weeping. Uh, we all hope and pray. He was apparently not seriously injured, and again, we can only hope that is true. Uh, 
will continue to report to you on this. Meanwhile, the the biggest uh, conjecture, speculation, rumor in politics, maybe in my lifetime, but certainly in this in this extraordinary campaign, is the rumor that the rules committee is considering adopting a new rule which says if you get to the convention and you don't have 1,237 delegates, you're out of it. Which, by the way, of course it means Trump and Cruz. And it was designed for that purpose. But you realize it also, well, I don't know, but I would assume it involves everybody else. Or are they going to do a carve-out for Kasich? Are they going to say, you can't be the nominee so that Kasich can be the vice presidential nominee for Steve Ryan? Paul, wait, Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Every day gets more and more wicked bizarre. Message from the Blaze Radio Network, Northern Outpost near Boston. Every day gets more wicked bizarre. And I can prove it. I can prove it, best and brightest. Excelsior. Welcome back, my dear family, my partners. Uh, I'm Jay Severin. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. And I honestly don't know whether to be amused. At those moments, I am most giddily amused by the business I'm in. It's, it's also the moments at which it frightens me. When I, when I describe to you the moment when I sat <clears throat> with my family as Miley Cyrus committed virtual serial sex with a number of men on network television, and I looked around hoping no one had seen it or they were, would all, for this was the first time I was actually hoping that my family did have their faces buried in their computers or their cell phones, but everyone was watching. Transfixed! as I was, and so there's parts of that that are amusing. There are parts of that that frighten me. Welcome back. 1-888-900-3393. So here we are today, and tell me a business, including mine, where I would get to regularly, I mean regularly, deliver news like this to you item number one apparent lone gunman starts shooting up 
the Capitol. Capitol White House on lockdown. Capitol Hill policemen injured, though not seriously. Thank God. And on a day when that is obviously the lead story, but not the most wicked, bizarre story that we have. The most wicked, bizarre story that we have is what appears to be the confirmation of a rumor we discussed a week, 10 days ago, that the, really, the sons of bitches that run the Republican Party, the anti-democratic bastards, the domestic enemies of the Constitution of the United States of America, would sit in a room as they have and may or may not have decided as yet another national report suggests that they have left unchecked their creativity and their creativity includes hey I've got an idea how about if anybody gets to the convention without getting 1237, how about instead of letting nature take its course? Well, forget I said that. They have no intention of letting nature ever take its course. But you know, rather than, rather than having a, a, a contested convention that we can almost, almost certainly manipulate and control, in order to deny both Cruz and Trump any chance at nomination? Why should we let it go at almost certainly we can control it? Why fool around? Why not put a lock on it? Why not guarantee that we control, manipulate, choreograph, broker, manipulate, shut it down, be total Mussolini's? Here's what we'll do. How about anybody who gets to the convention doesn't have 1237, you're out of it. You tried, but you didn't get there. So now someone new has to try. It is utterly, totally illogical, irrational, and anti-democratic. However, I am your devil's advocate reporting for duty. As such, I have a question for you. So what? So what? What's your complaint? And who are you going to go with it? Where are you going with your complaint? To whom do you think you will be complaining? And what is your complaint? You belong to a private club. That private club is called the Republican National Committee. Or, if you like, the Republican Party. No one forced you to join. You, you probably don't belong. I mean, you, didn't, you, know, you don't carry around a secret decoder ring and a two-way wrist radio and a decal and a hat and a special T-shirt and a code word and a secret handshake and uh, all that, right? So you're probably not a member of anything. But even though you may have called yourself a Republican your entire life, 
you you don't own anything. You don't have anything. You have no rights of ownership. There are a few overweight white men in cheap suits that control the Republican Party, and they are going to determine what happens within and in the name of the Republican Party. Hey, not that the Democrats are any saints. We, we could, we may or may not get to this today. Bernie Sanders had a great weekend. Weekend at Boynie's. Weekend at Boynie's. He had a great weekend. Only, you know what Bernie Sanders has in common with the character in Weekend at Bernie's? He's deceased. Yeah, it doesn't matter what Bernie did because the Democrats are a thousand times worse. Listen to the sentence. The Democrats. Democrats! Socrates weeps. The Democrats are a thousand times worse than the Republicans. Aren't they? Because the Democrats have set up their party such that the superdelegates are so numerous and so powerful that it's impossible, not unlikely, it's impossible for an outsider to win the nomination. So Weekend at Bernie's was a success, except like Weekend at Bernie's, the principal character is dead. He started the weekend dead. He finished the weekend dead, even though he swept all of the primaries in Cockeye. You know this, right? He's dead. Dead, 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 as in dead. Because Hillary Clinton, because the Democrat Party has no winner-take-all primaries. No winner-take-all primaries for the purpose of making sure that the superdelegates control in the end who gets the nomination. There's no such thing as catching up with the frontrunner. Superdelegates, the party, i.e. the party determines who runs for the Democrats. Hey, that sounds familiar. I know where I heard that. The Republicans now do the same thing. They determine who runs. And so what we've got is two weekends at Bernie's this weekend. And we have several people dead. And what this means is the Republican Party is now saying, this is a great idea. This is win-win for us. Screw the people. It's win-win for us, the party bosses. You had your shot. You didn't get your 1237. So you get here. You're not allowed to fight for 1237. You're just like Bernie. You're just dead. If you get here short of 1237, we say, okay, it has to be all new people now because you had your chance and you squandered it. Oh, by the way, except the principal attendant there too may strike you as a, just a wee bit as a wee bit confusing for this reason. Kasich would be disqualified. Everyone who ran Rubio would be disqualified. So they have to create, if they're going, if, if, we don't know this yet, but if they're going to do this, they have to, they have to create a carve-out so that they can get what I'm told is what they want, which is a Paul Ryan, John Kasich ticket. So they can't say, if you arrive here at the convention without 1237, you're off the ticket. 
what they have to say is if you arrive here without 1237 and if you already ran, if you tried and you ran and you didn't get 1237, you're not off the ticket. You just can't be at the top of the ticket. This way they can manipulate a Paul Ryan, John Kasich ticket or anything else they want because I know I insinuated that they were whores and I wish to correct the record right now. They're not whores. They're crack whores. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, partners. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Now, again, we don't know. I wish to emphasize, we've had a national report suggesting that this is in the works. This thing about you know saying to someone, "Well, you tried, you failed. You don't get another chance. You don't get to come and bargain for twelve thirty-seven. Because again, again, I can't tell you that's what's happening. It's 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 speculative. And 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 so is my quintessential point. To be honest, and that is that I can tell you what the Republicans' bumper sticker is. I can't tell you I know it because Reince Priebus has not said it to me, so I can't tell you I know it. I can only tell you. I bring what I bring every day, uh, my lifetime of experience and judgment and work in politics, and I can tell you that they they were never. We were first with this by a year. A year. They were never going to let. And I, I could end up wrong. I'm, I'll go down with the ship. But I'm not backing off now. They were never going to let these organisms, these paramecii, these bacilia, these germs that run the Republican Party, were never going to let the host organism eat them. It was never going to happen. They were never going to allow Donald Trump or Ted Cruz, who who at least I don't know about Donald Trump. I know about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was going to remake, well, I don't wish to employ the past tense. Ted Cruz is going to remake American politics. He's going to start by remaking the Republican Party. He's going to start by doing to his mate what Black Widow spiders do to theirs. And the rollover mates like Reince Priebus know that. And they're not about to get eaten. So they're going to kill Ted Cruz in the web. They're going to kill Trump in the web. They're going to do, as we've been saying for a year plus, they will never allow 
people who are actually going to shake things up to shake things up. That much we know, yes. Father Jay from Rhode Island, uh, it has been more years than I'm prepared to admit on the air since my last confession. Welcome. (laughs) Well, Jay, I've been listening since about the year 2000. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, sir. And I've been listening since... It was at least since 2000, and I want to thank you for all those years because before that, I didn't know too much about politics, so you've helped me along the way. Thank you. Are, I, are you indeed, just to help my own orientation here, are, are you indeed a man of the cloth? Oh, yes, I am. And we've spoken two or three times in all, all of these years when you were involved. Do you know, I seem to actually recall that. Yes, and we're friends on Facebook, too, so. I could verify that, but, Father, the truth of the matter is, I went on Facebook enthusiastically for about a week, about uh-huh. 10 years ago. I have okay. never been back there once, ever, since whatever it would show my last entry made by me was, which has to be 10 uh-huh. years. I, 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 don't, I don't know, although my daughter told me during the weekend that there is a J. Severin Army out there somehow connected with Facebook. And so if that's true, if anyone has the enough gumption and care to do that, I'm going to start communicating with them, I can tell you that. But in any case, welcome back. What uh uh may I slide back the wooden panel here and ask you what's on your mind? Uh, uh, yes. Well what I was thinking of is what you've been saying. I've been thinking of this for a while and um I thought they're going, to, they're going to try to take away the will of the people and do their own thing. And to me, if they do that, it's the destruction of the party. It might be the destruction of the party anyway if, if Ted Cruz doesn't win. But if they pull that, I think the revolution that we see now because of, you know, all these people chasing Trump, it shows there's something wrong with the party. That's a good point. That's a good point. There is in law, as you know, Father, a very important concept known as the doctrine of contributory negligence, which holds in civil law that, that almost always more than one party contributes to some mayhem. Usually it's in, say, traffic accidents or uh, uh, a... Uh, uh, a wreck of some kind or damage to goods or something. And the doctrine of contributory negligence holds that there's almost always one, more than one contributing party, you know, to the, to the, to what went on. And so they have the scale where this, this guy is 40% negligent and responsible and liable. And this guy is 20%. Right. And so certainly if the Republicans or people who call themselves such father, allow this to be done to them with a whimper, then there must be something wrong with the party, too. It is. The difference between the the mainstream Republicans and the Democrats now is so small, it's almost as if there's one party anyway. 
Right. So if it doesn't change, there's a major revolution, and that's the only way we're going to take the country back. Are you a revolutionary theologian? No, I am not. I am not. I will be in the background praying, but, you know, um, one of my my favorite um, movies, plays, is Le Mis. So... Yes. You hear the people sing. <laughs> sing. You know, singing the song of angry men. That's becoming our theme song in this country because it's so broken. And, Father, it's true, isn't it, that the more the two parties resemble each other, the more they serve each other, not the people, but themselves, because that's what yes. they want. What they'd love is a broad mainstream where everything's the same one big vanilla where they they are you know only uh, only theoretically in opposition to each other but actually they just want things to go along so things get along they want the perfect little host for their dirty organism Severin, the blaze radio network Show. Welcome back, partners. Blaze Radio Network 1 888 900 3393. I am Jay Severin. Laura is calling from Michigan, one of the states in which I got my political start when I went off on my own with my new company uh, many years, many moons ago. Laura, welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you, Jay? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Laura, what's the best political movie? And I know that sounds like a drag, right? But trust me for a moment. What's the trust me in that there has been at least one movie made about politics, which is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, one of the best well, I, twenty movies ever made. What's do you do? You, could you tell me what I'm talking about? Well, I, I don't know about brilliant, and the only one that comes to my mind at the moment is Primary Colors. Oh, interesting. All right, so you're <laughs> that reflecting reflecting your youth, and uh, yes. <laughs> if you if this this I wanted to send this during the weekend and I forgot. <clears throat> if you ever want to see the best movie about politics ever made and it's unsurprising because it was based on the best-selling i think he won the nobel for this uh, i'm sorry pulitzer prize for this alan drury it's called advise and consent and it has a host it was one of the last movies made in black and white which is good it was made by otto preminger it was made in i think the late no, mid early to mid sixties, starring Henry Fonda, Walter Pigeon, Paul Ford, people that you probably have no idea who they are, but it's about it's about a slice in the week, a slice of a week in Washington during which a president uh, 
names a new Secretary of State over whom there is a great deal of hubbub. And the inner workings of this are, I mean, I know I can't make it sound exciting. It's, I watched it, I watched it for the first time in probably 10 years this weekend, but for the, maybe the, you know, 10th time overall. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's called Advise and Consent, and it's available if you have, like, Netflix or other comparable uh, services. Advise and Consent. Uh, anybody who watches it, I will be proud and happy to discuss it with you on the air or in email or any way you want. Oh, I, I will have to look that up. Oh, please do. Thank please you. do. But I know that's not why you called, so what's up? Well, you know, about this RNC business with the delegates and the rules mm. and um, what a load of crap. <laughs> rules, <laughs> rules. What are those? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like playing a football game and you have to wait till the end to find out how many points a touchdown is worth, you know. and uh, That's always struck me, by the way. It's one of the reasons that I never understood footy uh, or what they call soccer uh, over uh, there. Like I said, I would say to my, one of my best friends grew up in Dublin and he lives for this stuff, you know, like, and every four years he's dragging me to some place at two o'clock in the morning to watch Argentina against Ireland, you know, and I'm saying, you really have to be kidding me, you know, Uh, because I really, it doesn't do it for me, but uh, I'll go for the Guinness, you know, but we go and then I say, all right, is it over? And he goes. No, not yet. And I go, okay, so when's it over? What? Show me the clock. And when's it over? Well, no one knows because we have to have extra time and injury time. And well, wait a second. There's no clock? You, you mean the ref calls it whenever he wants? I mean, I, I don't get it. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, You're right. you know, the rules, the rules should be made for the next convention at this convention. It shouldn't be made in the process. You know? Well, well we done, but you see, that's that's the Democrat in you, and I don't mean to use a dirty word, forgive me. That's the small d Democrat in you. You want things to be sensible, reasonable, rational, predictable, fair. You, you know, you yeah. want the rules to apply to everyone fairly. Well, don't be ridiculous. Of course, of course, a private party that can manipulate, twist, and subvert the rules to their own ends are going to do the opposite. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of it, really. I just... Well, uh... I don't like, for me, I don't like for you. I mean, you know, I mean, you believe me and you listen. I care about myself. I care about you guys. I care about us and what we represent. We're the last ones who spend the time to care about this stuff. And I really think the the fate of an ungrateful nation rests in our hands, those of us who still care. And we take our time in addition to raising our families, doing our jobs, and all the other things we have to do to try and pay reasonable attention to this stuff and everything. And then these people treat us like manure. How can they do this or even consider it? Now, look, you know, whether or not this rule change goes through, we already know, you know, what from based on what they've said and what they're trying to do. We know the, the mere 
uh, uh, ambition of a of a brokered convention alone, we we there's no there's no there's no speculation left about that. We know that that's what they're doing, and they wanted it, they did it, they've got it, and what they're going to pretty much do with it. And look how they're treating us. Uh, they they must think we're a bunch of masochists, you know. They abuse us, and then you know, uh, please vote for me, and I and we say, yes, sir. May we have another? Yeah, I mean, you know? do they when you get their their fundraising emails? Do they send along any leather products with it? Because <laughs> I know you still get. Don't tell me you don't get your fundraising emails. I, Laura, I know you still get those. I get them every day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I got one. All. Wait, I could find one here. I get them from Obama. I get them from Michelle. I was just telling Barack. You know, I, I we can't do it without you. You know. Uh, well, you, you know, here in Michigan, I I get uh, emails from uh, you know Debbie Stabacow and uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about the um, uh, uh, the, uh, oh, crap, the Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> That, that, you know, oh, well, tell, the I, Senate, I, tell the Senate to do their job, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Or as you would say, their jab. Yeah. Uh, my first election on my own ever, once I left the employ of my mentor, uh, and I know that this is mid-Michigan. I know it for two reasons. Because my candidate tells me it was mid-Michigan. I wouldn't know. And also because... I couldn't get him in 39 television takes. I couldn't get him to say, I couldn't get him to put the D in there. He would say, Michigan. And it was like he had a stutter. And I'd say, no, Jim, stop. It's mid-Michigan. Think of it as two words. Mid-Michigan. He goes, oh, I do that again? All right, ready? For the people, for our families who live in Michigan, um, and I, it's 39 takes, but it was, I still remember this, 1980, 6th District, East Lansing, 6th Congressional District of Michigan. Jim Dunn, the challenger, against Bob Carr, the incumbent. Now, you weren't born yet, probably, but that was arguably the most important congressional election of my career because it was my first on my own. I stayed up all night on the phone because this was before computers. I stayed up all night on the phone with the campaign manager waiting for each vote to come in, you know, from the outlying, you know, county part telling me, all right, we're up by 15. We're down by nine. We're up by six. We're down by two. So I have a very fond place in my heart. Well, I or it could be in my gallbladder. I don't know, but I, it was always a pain <laughs> in my ass. I, 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 uh, I Laura, I thank you for right. calling. I share your pain, and we wait to see what happens. Um, I, you know, I let let's go for a second to weekend at Bernie's, just so that I can't, I don't have to plead guilty to the fact that we don't pay attention ever to the Democrats. Bernie is doing a magnificent job. You know, if you're BS, if you're Bernie Sanders, he swept uh, Hawaii. Uh, who was it? Hawaii, Washington, and somebody. Uh, and so I appreciate that no one thought it was that big a deal. 
But they're all states I'd like to live in, I can tell you that. Every state he won is a state I'd live in in a second that ha- that is topographically paradise. Uh, but it didn't make any difference, and I believe I stated why earlier. The fix has long been in on the Democrat side. Hillary Clinton can lose. Hillary Clinton can go to Hawaii, a state she lost this weekend. She should get on a plane. Really, were I advising her? I'd say, Mrs. Clinton, get on a plane, go to Hawaii, go now, stay there, stay until the day before Election Day. You cannot possibly help yourself by being here. You cannot possibly hurt yourself by being away. It makes utterly no difference. The fact is, uh, right now, Bernie Sanders cannot win the nomination because the nomination was rigged by the Democrats, much as the Republicans are trying to learn how to do it as well as the Democrats do. It's rigged. It was fixed a long time ago, a long, long, long time ago, when Hillary Clinton was given the superdelegates. Now, you see, Democrats, uh, I'm sorry, Republicans have delegates. Democrats have superdelegates. Superdelegates are all somebody. Superdelegates are all worth a million dollars or married to someone who earns that much a year. And those would be the Poe folk among the superdelegates. Superdelegates are Democrat congressmen, Democrat senators, Democrat governors, Democrat money bundlers, ambassadors to other countries. The most important people here in the party that tells you they don't care about favoritism and famous people and all of that. Yeah. In the great, in the great egalitarian Democrat party who rules the roost are the super delegates and Hillary Clinton has them all. And is as Bernie Sanders could be forced maybe at gunpoint, uh, metaphorically speaking to admit to you the only way and this is the only way Bernie Sanders wins is that if he continues to beat her in primaries in Cockeye and he spooks the superdelegates so much that they believe Hillary Clinton has lost it, that she's a loser, and they need to go with Bernie, that that's where the karma is, and so they need to abandon her and go with him. Now... There's a chance of that. It's exactly the same chance that I will win tonight's Powerball. This is Jay Hebron on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. These are my partners. You. Uh, Ty and I were just discussing. We have we have the case cracked in Washington because of we profiled. And we figured if it's a, it says right here on the screen, Capitol Police, uh, suspect was known to us. What is that? T- okay. See, Ty and I don't have to answer to the police. We We just have to be right. 
We just have to answer to each other in our consciousness and you, you know. So, okay, guy with the gun on Capitol Hill was known to Capitol Hill police. What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells you. It tells you if you if you want to be a detective, here's what it tells you, you junior detectives out there. If the Capitol Hill police knew a guy who has already been causing trouble on Capitol Hill, like, like around the political grounds and screaming things about politics and you know uh, waving a gun or threatening people, you you here's what you know. You know what you'd know if God forbid uh 15 uh well I can't make a joke out of this where how did I get started on this I, I you know jo- I, you know I can't even finish this but you know like John Wayne Gacy what were the chances that John Wayne Gacy weren't an overweight white dude you know what I mean I mean you know if you look you look for certain kinds of crimes and you know that like you know come on you know and so you just I, what I'm trying to say is you should make Ty attorney general and make me his consultant. It's just the easiest way out of this. You either want crime solved or you don't. We're ready, you know, if you are. Uh, weekend at Bernie's. May I be clear? It didn't matter. Okay? The, the, the bottom line on this. Bernie is going to continue to win some delegates and some contests. It doesn't matter. He's not going to overtake Hillary. No, I'm sorry. It does matter. It does not matter insofar as he's going to take the nomination away from her. What matters is she continues to look weak and she continues to have to push left in order to squeeze him out of the picture. So that may hurt her in the general election, but it is my truest prayer she's hurt by the Department of Justice first. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.